The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. Hope you're doing well today. I have a very special guest for you, Dr. Shannon D. South. I met through a holistic webinar I took, and she shared so many amazing holistic practices that I'm going to ask her to share one of those with you today. So you are in for a real treat. It's very powerful. She's also here to discuss how you can align with your dream life and business from the inside out. She is also known as the Joy Doctor. She's an award-winning therapist, an Amazon best-selling author, an inspirational speaker, an expert in the field of spirituality and healing trauma for over 25 years. She knows how to assist people in finding success and joy naturally. She is the founder of Ignite Your Life and Business Programs and author of the most recent book, Grow Your Business by Growing You, a spiritual entrepreneur's guide for maximum joy, abundance, and success. I could use that book. That sounds great. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is also an international trainer teaching coaches, counselors, and healers how to integrate spirit and soul into their practice for lasting and deep transformation for their clients. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Shannon. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. This is a wonderful thing you're doing, oh, and I'm thanks. thrilled to be a part of your vision. It makes me so happy. Excellent. So can you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work? Absolutely. So as many of us that are in this field, we didn't always, we weren't always so joyful and fabulous feeling. Um, in fact, uh, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. I love my family, but they were, you know, there were a lot of blank spots like many of us in the healing industry. And I had a lot of trauma. So by my 20s, I had a panic disorder um, and I couldn't drive. I couldn't sleep well. I didn't eat well. And so I went to see a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, here, he gave me several diagnoses, several pills later, uh, do all this and you'll be feeling better. And I was like, great, good, whatever. So I did it. I took some medication. I was sleeping again and I was so relieved. Well, years later, I decided, you know, I really don't like the side effects of these medicines. I really, really want to feel natural joy. And this is what I want from my clients because I was getting my uh, degree in psychology at the time. And so I decided to go see a lady who specialized in meditation. Well, I walk in and she says to me, um, have you ever meditated before? I said, no. She said, well, I'm going to let you stare at this candle for 20 minutes and I'll be back. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Staring at the candle for 20 minutes. What in the world? I'm paying for this. So she leaves. I start staring at this candle and I'm kind of angry, actually, if you want to know the truth. So I'm looking at the candle, looking at the candle, looking at the candle. And as you know, if you've meditated, the minutiae can be just terrible, especially if you're an anxious person. And so she comes back 20 minutes later and said, how did it go? I said, I don't know. I've never done this. She said, well, you're going to be fine. I want you to stare at this candle 20 minutes, morning and evening and keep it up and you're going to be better. And I was like, whatever lady. And she goes, that'll be 65 bucks. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> well, that really made you mad. <laughs> oh, I was so mad, but I wanted to get better so bad. Can you believe I went home and did that thing? Did you? Wow. Did 
I listened to her because I thought, well, she specialized in meditation. As mad as I am, I'm going to try it. So I did that. So months later, after doing that day and night, day and night, one day I decided I'm going to wean myself off these medications. And I'm not recommending this at home, by the way. And I did it. I started weaning myself off and the panic symptoms returned. You know, I had that tightness in my chest, the shortness of breath. I was just miserable. And I was looking at the candle and I just screamed out, if there's anything out there, please help me. I can't stand it anymore. And all of a sudden there was this like tsunami, like is the best way I can describe it to you, like tsunami bath of joy and love. It just like filled Wow. And it came, I know it was a wow. It came from my head all the way to my toes. And I just sat there and I thought, what in the world is going on? And I never had a panic attack again. So years later, when I got inspired to go get my doctorate in spiritual psychology, I found out what that was called and they call it a peak experience. And so this is available to any of us, right? You, me, anybody, right? Yeah. So we can do anything and we can have this kind of opening. Um, but we have to go through the minutia first. You know, I always tell my clients, you know, sometimes it feels like we're never getting anywhere, right? And then we have this opening, this opening, this opening. And then I went on, you know, to teach people how to have those openings so they can become more of their true self, right? Which is their authentic, powerful, whole self, which is what we all want, you know, to feel more healthy and whole. Yes, definitely. And so, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful journey. It's been a great journey to be here. And I'm just thrilled to share some of this with your folks. You're a great storyteller, too. Oh, thank you. Well, it's a true story, and it's exciting for me to share about it. Yeah. So I know you mentioned the spiritual psychology. I've never heard of that there was an actual degree in this. Can you share what is spiritual psychology? Absolutely. So the spiritual people got together, you know, the nuns, the monks, all these uh, spiritual teachers, yogis, and they were having these healing experiences. And then the psychologists were having healing experiences and they kind of got together and said, you know, let's pull the best from both of these worlds and see what we can bring into the mix. And so the, uh, the more prayer meditative people, they knew a lot about energy and relationship and beingness. And the psychology people knew a lot about the belief system and the emotions, right? And the mind, body, brain stuff. So they brought all that together and that's how spiritual psychology was born. And it really does bring the best of both worlds to the table. So the client can truly heal from their deepest self up to their best, wisest self. It's really, really inclusive and amazing. That sounds like an amazing curriculum just right on for this podcast too. <laughs> I was like in so many ways. Wow. Leave that out, do we? We don't want to leave out these parts of us that, that no. Yeah, because I know we've had another um, guest on who talked about spirituality. I think a lot of counselors, therapists are afraid of that word for counseling and using that with them. But I, I just find it can be so, I don't know what the word is, connected to connecting them to that can be so healing, isn't it? Oh, it totally is. I had a client one day, he's this young teen, and he says to me, I don't have a spiritual self. And I said, you know, that's okay. I said, let's see what you do do that is creative and brings you inspiration. And so he said, well, I'll play the guitar. I said, awesome. That's perfect. I said, well, where does that creativity come from? He said, I don't know. I said, interesting, right? I said, interesting because you're getting in information from somewhere that's inspiring these songs, right? He said, yeah. And I said, can we just call that your wisest self, your most highest spiritual self? He said, sure. 
And so we used that in the process and it blew him wide open. It was amazing. He'd seen himself like a Ted Bundy kind of sorts, like he hated himself. And by the end of the session, he was seeing himself in a more accurate, creative, positive light. And it was a massive shift. His mother told me later what a major shift it made it made in him just for that opening and that breakthrough to really connect with that part of him that was so amazing. I love that too, how just that one small thing that you can do is, or say to him that just opened him up. Absolutely. And we, and, you know, realigning him with that part of himself, I think is the key, that alignment, because we get so aligned with so much crapola, excuse my language, but yes. we, we line up with so many, so much crap, so much of our past, so many distractions that get in our way. And I call them your subconscious survival traps. And I actually created a quiz on that because we lose ourselves in those. But the good news is they can help us like Firestarter, they can help us to move towards that better version of ourselves. And so when we learn to break free from those, we can really, we can really do it. We can get better. We can align with that part of us that is really creative and spontaneous and self-actualized, you know? So I know that you help therapists and counselors and that have businesses, and we're going to kind of move on to that. Um, so what do you do to help them align I know you mentioned that you help them align their dream life and business from the inside out. So Absolutely. what does that mean? Well, a lot of people I talk to, they're tired of dreaming. They want to actually become it, right? They're like, I'm sick of dreaming about this. I do all these things and they don't come together or I do them and they come together halfway. And I really want to become these things, right? I want more abundance, I want more joy. I want more success. I want more love. And so it's an inside outside job, right? You know, studies show us when we have an external focus of control, we have more anxiety and depression. So when we bring this in and become the solution and align with our real needs is what I help my uh, people do align with their deeper, real needs. You know, sometimes we're lost thinking we need this and we're trying to get it in a different way that doesn't really work. And so when we find those deeper, real needs, like a need for, let's say, safety and love and trust in the universe, right? When we align with that and become that need, we are able to tap into that flow better. You know, it's like a, like an instrument. We tune ourselves. It's an attunement process and it's very powerful. And we do it by healing. We do it through our healing work, like we're doing, like the work you do and like the work I do. We help them heal from the inside out and then they become that abundance. They become that joy and they become mm. that love. It's really powerful. Because I think, yeah, I had read on one of your websites there about, so let, let's say something's going wrong in your business externally. So you kind of move people towards the internal. Well, what's Absolutely. going on with you? So let's say, I always say it's your relationship to what is, not what is. That's the problem and the solution, okay. right? Yeah. So let's say they're having, you know, they can't get clients or they um, are feeling a lack yes. or they're in this place of scarcity or fear. Um, we want to align them with trust and vision and strength and love and power, empowerment, so that they step into those dreams and become them. It's really that simple, but it's not, right? We know that there's it isn't. <laughs> it's work there to be done, right? We know there's emotions. We know there's belief systems. We know there's uh, subconscious traps that get in the way. We know this, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much that can get in the way, and especially um, – Therapists, I think, overthink. A lot of us are more type A. Mm -hmm. I know I am. <laughs> that really overthink and, you know, that perfectionism com comes in and, you know, we want things a certain way. And then I, I know I've done this too. Just try to, okay, let me see who else can I 
talk to about this to help with this issue in my business or what else can I research or let me find another course. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Not enough stuff, you know. Not enough. That's never enough. Not enough. And it's actually the truth is we've, we've got it all, but we have to align with it. And that's really the truth. And it doesn't mean we won't have external support. We need support. That's, you know. So it's an and yes. both, but yeah. that inner alignment, even if we have the external support, we can't fully receive it. You know, people can say, I love you all day long, or you're so amazing. And if you can't take it in, right, there's no cells of your body that are soaking it in, right? So that yes. mm-hmm. opening is what's so well, important. Yeah. Same with the affirmations, right, if we're not aligning with it. You know, Bruce Lipton talks about that in his book, The Biology of the Belief. He said, uh, you know, until we're in alignment with our belief systems, yeah, we, we won't, you know, have the destiny that we want. We will just keep working against ourselves unknowingly. It's not like we're doing this consciously, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. But our subconscious mind has a ton of power. So we've got to find ways to get to that deeper part of ourselves to allow. And, that you know, that's something you and I talked about earlier, that visualization piece, right, is to really step into parts of us that are beyond the mind, that are not just all mental, and to, to bring those in. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree with that. It's and I think a lot of people don't do that. So what are you what do you do if you're not aligned? If you're like, I realize I'm not and just keep pushing against the wall here, I'm not getting anywhere. Absolutely. Well, I meditate every day and that has saved my life. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how much that saved me. I hear you. And I can feel the alignment. You know, I've meditated for twenty years. So I finally am at a place where I feel that alignment. I feel the grounding of that. I feel the opening of that and the creativity and the energy that comes from that. It's like really recharging and really reinvigorating. So I'm grateful for that um, in a clean way. It doesn't feel buzzy and anxious like ca- caffeine would, right? It's like, a, yes, it's a calm way. It's a calm alignment. I know you do your yoga teacher. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. And then, um, the other thing I do is I work with my, um, the repetition, you know, I call it repetition compulsion. Those parts of us that come up over and over again, that want our attention, that need our healing. You know, I work with those things within me and within my clients, which, you know, the subconscious survival trap. So let's say fear. We've all had a lot of fear this last many years. And how, what's, what's it doing to us and how is it really constricting us from really opening to our next level of potential? So um, I had some fear come up this year and I really dove deep into that and I, you know, healed a piece of me that was frozen that I didn't even realize was in there that was really in my way of feeling more love. And boy, mm. it was a powerful, powerful shift after that. My whole, it changed the landscape of everything that I did. It wasn't, it changed wow. the landscape of my business. Mm. It changed the landscape of my relationships. It changed the landscape of how I see myself. And so, you know, really when we grab those pieces inside that have split off from our true nature and really bring them home and up level them, for lack of a better word, um, we do realign. We realign. It's all there. Mm, Yeah. So I guess you mentioned some of the traps that stop us from moving forward. So is there some other ones that you know about? Oh, yeah. Well, I've identified seven primary ones. And it's funny, you mentioned perfectionism earlier, because when I'm doing these trainings, I've just done, I just did two trainings on your seven subconscious survival traps. And um, perfectionist, there's a lot of people that said they identify as a perfectionist. Yeah, I came out on your quiz as perfectionist. I love it. it. Right. (laughs) That's why we brought that up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So without exposing all your woundedness, right? That's okay. I'm honest about that. But you know, the perfectionist always has a shame based relationship. Mm. 
It's like that part that doesn't feel quite good enough. And we all have that in us, you know, we all have that part that's like, if I could always do better, be more, get it just right. And that part is, is kind of tricky, isn't it? Because it, it shows up so many ways and it can be a strength and a weakness, right? It can be something that really helps us like put together things in such a beautiful way. I mean, I want a perfectionist who's a surgeon, don't you? I mean, yes. definitely. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, I want a perfectionist who's like my um, accountant, you know, I want him to get those things, you know, catch those little details, you know, but when it comes to deeper healing, it's much harder. The perfectionist can really get in the way because it's not, it's not an either or, right? It's not black and white. And it, there's not a, there, it's a good enough. It's not just, there's not a place to land where we're going to, the bars always has to be too high for the perfectionist, right? Yes. Unrealistic and expectations. And it's exhausting. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, fear, fear was my primary trap because I had panic disorder from the past, right? And um, I could really get caught up in some fears and it would change faces. It'd be fear about my body or fear about the COVID or fear about the this or fear about the that, Right. And these things become tricky little suckers. But when we really identify how they operate in our energy, we can truly work with them and catch them right away so then we can realign. So that's the beauty. So good for you for identifying that. And then once you sense that part of you, you know, give it a lot of love. You know, I always say, thank our survival traps. They've gotten us this far and we appreciate it. We really yes. appreciate it. Mm. Absolutely embracing it. Yeah, they've helped you survive. They've helped me survive, right? And I'm really grateful for them, you know, and that's one way through them as well is by honoring them. When we truly honor how we've survived, then we love ourselves enough to move to the next level as well. So, Mm, yeah. So what were some of the other ones? Oh, yeah. So we've got the not enough trap, which is like the black hole, I call it. It's never enough, never enough. And that's just always putting things in us, right? This kind of it's never enough attention. It's never enough money. It's never enough stimulation. It's never enough. And that one has a really hard time being content. Just that sense of contentment, you know, is really, really hard. Um, There's one called the spiritual bypass, which is where we are in denial and we kind of run after any bright, shiny object syndrome, you know, it's kind of like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this will fix it, this will fix it, this will fix it. Or we get involved in these conspiracy ideas that, that really distract us from what's really going on deep within. So that's a spiritual bypass. And that, that trap usually doesn't want to do the harder work. They just want to stay on what's easy and light and adrenaline. It's almost like an adrenaline addiction of sorts. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, they're relating to spiritual principles, whether it's anything, it could be astrology, it could be politics, it could be the Bible, it could be anything, right? They're relating to spiritual principles in a way that's disempowering them as opposed to truly helping them psychologically. You know, I like that's that. a good point. I don't, I've, most people don't really say anything about that, but I think it, that's true. It can be disempowering yourself. And yes. Looking I mean, at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. God will bring me the, my mate, my mate or, you know, God will take care of my business. Yeah, there's there's a grain of truth in that, but it, we also have to empower ourselves to take the steps and be the person that can receive that, you know? So, yeah. So we get lost in that. The spiritual bypass trap does. And then, the, uh, you know, some of the other traps are uh, the depression and burnout trap. You know, I've seen a lot of that this year. Um, and that can be related to grief and loss, but it can also be related to too much anxiety, which then creates depression. You know, it's like we burn ourselves out from so much anxiety, then we're, then we're just depressed. We're just worn to a frazzle. Yes. 
And lots of, I know lots of listeners have that issue. Absolutely. And that's a big one for counselors and coaches and healers right now with all we've been through. Oh, yes. Gosh. So, you know, the key in that one, of course, is self-love, right? And deep, deep nurturing of our soul. You know, that depression trap is about over, overdoing or either underdoing and feeling too, you know, too worthless. And um, what does our soul really need to recover? That's really the, that's Mm. out of that one. You know, there's soul musings, whether it's music or nature or time to write or jump or play or, you know, just have a, have time by the ocean. You know, what is your soul? That's really the key to that one. That's a powerful question in itself. Isn't it? That would be great to use with clients. I do a lot of journaling with clients and ask them to write, you know, at home. And sometimes I give them prompts. I think that would be awesome for clients to even think about. Yes, it's true because we usually answer the questions, what does your mind need or what does my fear need reacting Mm -hmm. to our inner world? But what does your soul need? What does your knowing want? Well, I know I really want, you know, I had a gal come in. She said, I just want to sit down and have a tea party with my inner child. And I was like, well, do it. I sat (laughs) down and bought a tea set, literally, I'm not even kidding you, and had a tea party in her den with herself. And it made her cry. She cried and cried. And she said, I feel so connected to myself after that. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Something that seems like mentally, I don't have time for that. That's so stupid. What the heck is that about, right? And it nourished her beyond any reasonable thing she could have. So it's really listening and doing that. Yes, those deep soul callings. And it could be parts of you that are trying to get the needs met so you feel more whole, right? Like she nurtured that part of her inner child that was so traumatized it couldn't sit down and just have a little tea party. That's all it wanted to do. Exactly. You know, Mm. we really do have the answers within us. And what about um, people who don't like the word soul? I know I have one client in particular that just makes her uncomfortable, doesn't, has a bad association with religious context. So do you say it in a different way or how how would you use that differently? Yeah, well, Dr. Carl Jung called it your capital S self. Um, And I like to call it your wise self, you know, DBT. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. that, your wise self. Um, and, but the number one thing when they researched in spiritual psychology, the process I teach is called the inner counselor and yeah, isn't that a cool name? Yeah. The inner counselor. Um, and so the process, when I teach that process, when they researched names for that word, people like the words, your spiritual self the most. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. saying your spiritual self, and then that can really mean anything to someone, right? That can mean whatever that means to them. Like sometimes I ask people to call in their spiritual self and they see their grandmother who's passed oh. over or like their animal will show up. That's the most loving thing in their life is like their, their kitty cat, right? Or a dog that's passed on will show up and it, it represents the most spiritual thing they know, the most loving thing they know. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's really tying into what they believe and you're not pushing anything on them. Absolutely not. And then that breaks them open. That's what we want. Breaking them open to that love and that joy and that abundance within is um, is the most important part. Yeah, I like those different words for soul. Mm-hmm. And just seeing, I guess, seeing what they connect with if they yes. don't like the word soul. It's so personal. It's such a personal journey and we want to really attune with what they, their language, you know. And that's, that's a super valuable skill in therapy too, isn't it? You know, as we work with people. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you do a lot of meditation. So how often do you meditate? I meditate at least once a day and sometimes twice. 
Um, okay. I also do yoga and prayer. Um, I use all of those wonderful things. And I love time and nature. Um, that's a big one for me. Um, and I also write poetry. You know, I, I, there's a lot of oh, things nice. that nourish my soul, you know. So um, making time for that is like really important for me. When I'm in, having these new insights, I'll sit down and write a poem about it. And, you know, I don't really do a lot with my poetry except it's just personally for me, you know, to really enjoy. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah, just just to do it, right? Yeah. To take that time for yourself. That nourishes your soul. It really is. I remember when I was really doing some deep inner child work and I had this big bin in my closet and all these like crayons and markers and writing utensils and paints and all this stuff and toys were in there. And I would, when I would feel like it and create the space for it, I would open up that container and I would just see what I was drawn towards. And I would sit with that and do it, you know, like the client that did the tea party, for example. And it was so nourishing. So nourishing. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking about too with uh, intuition, if this is all connected to the wise self or wise mind and intuition and listening to that. It absolutely is. Intuition is your soul. You know, I love that definition of soul that says it's like that part of us that's longing, that's longing us to grow, that's pulling us, that's that luring of the soul you know, growing towards our callings, growing towards our passion. You know, that definition of passion that says passion is the pipeline to the soul. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So finding the passion and then what we're passionate about will take us to the next thing that will nourish us. It's a win-win really you know, for ourselves, yes. <laughs> which is cool, isn't it? Like we follow our passions. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So it's meant to be nourishing to, for us as well, not just others, you know. I love what you said, too, that you allow space for it, because I think a lot of us know this, right? Mm-hmm. Gee, I know art's healing, our music, but when do you allow yourself the oh, time? Absolutely. And that's why doing this deeper inner healing yeah. creates mm-hmm. enough self-connection so mm-hmm. then you value and have the energy to make the space, you know? It's like make water the space, yeah. Over. Yeah. It's like the tipping the water over to the other side. We, you get more parts of you for that than against it. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know? And trauma splits us off from that. So if we have more of that okay. trauma, right, we're, we're, it's pulling away for the healing. So then we can tip towards the other. It's, it's this back and forth expansion and contraction process, don't you think? I think so, definitely. Oh. And I know we talked about visualization a little bit before I hit record. So, and you did an awesome visualization exercise in the training about using the stressful image versus a common image. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the name for it, but it was really good. And I've used it with my clients. I love it. So can you share with my listeners, like, how does that work? Sure. Absolutely. I'd be happy to take you through a short version of that. Um, yeah. So, um, do you want to do it right now or do you want me to? Yeah, start? let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So everybody, feel free just to close your eyes. If you're not driving, of course. That's right. If you're not <laughs> driving, we don't, don't want any accidents. Pull over to the side, please. Get a nice little place to stop. Taking some long, deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Really grounding, just grounding down into these beautiful roots, into the ground all the support and then reaching up to the heavens, just breathing up, opening up. Good. Two more deep breaths, breathing in, breathing out and inviting in your spiritual self or whatever that means to you to be with you as we do this process.
You may feel it in your heart. You may just get a sense of it. You may see something, whatever that is for you. You may just feel peaceful. And just imagine something that is creating stress for you right now. Something that may be stressful. That's a dilemma that you're in. It feels like you'd like to feel differently about it. Just thinking about that stressor. What are the thoughts you have about that stressor? And then noticing any feelings around that stressor. And then noticing in your body, where do you feel those feelings? Where are those feelings primarily around that stress pattern? Whether it's your your gut, your heart, back of your neck. Just noticing how the mind-body connects. It's very powerful that way. And as you're imagining that stressor, I want you to ask that stressor, how is it helping you survive? Do you have any idea? You may not know, you may. Just, just being curious. Curiosity is everything. How is it helping you survive? And I want you to imagine, if you had like just a moment, you could just pull that up and out of your body, that stressful feeling, the belief, the experience, and just let it take a shape or a color. What does that stressor look like? What does it look like? Engaging your spiritual self. that were to have a color or a shape. And just noticing that. Noticing the color or shape of that stress pattern or stressor. And again, as you see it, how does it feel? Any other things you notice about it before we work with it? And then this may be counterintuitive, but I want you to do it anyway. I want you to thank that stressor for coming. (laughs) Just thank it. Thank it for being there so that we can see it. And whether you know how it's helping you or not, I want you to thank it for helping you survive. Our system is doing the best that it can, I promise. I promise. Thank you for helping you survive somehow, some way. It may just be that it's just getting your attention, that something feels off. And let's ask it, is it willing to try something new? Like what if you were to get creative instead of stressed about this? What would happen? Is it willing to try? Just ask it, is it willing to try something new? It may say, no way, Jose, and that's fine. Or it may say, absolutely. Or it may say, I don't know. I don't know, what is it? (laughs) 
<laughs> We're just noticing. And then if you weren't stressed out, what do you really need instead? What is your real need? What would be the opposite of that stressor? Would it be trust? Would it be wisdom, clarity? Would it be peace? Would it be love? Would it be joy? What do you really need instead? Would it be self-love? And let's ask your spiritual self to bring you an image of that new need, that real need, what you really need instead, whether it's peace or love or joy or clarity or safety or trust. And what would that look like? Bring your, what color would that be or image? What do you see as your real need? What would that look like? Let that pop up in your mind's eye. And noticing what that feels like. How does that feel to have that need met? To be that. How does it feel to be that new way instead? The new brain. Old brain, new brain, right? The new brain way. How does that feel? And if you didn't see anything... Ask one more time, if you, imagine if you were to draw your real need on a piece of paper, peace or love or joy or safety or clarity or solution or creative solution, what would that look like? What would that feel like? And what are the thoughts around that new way? What do you know about that? And really feel it. Really feel it. Your felt sense is your intuitive guide. Really feel it. That felt sense. How this new way feels. Are you relieved? Are you hopeful? Are you curious? And then I want you to ask this new way. Is it willing to help you? instead of the old stress way, so that you can really, really step into this new way in your life. Really become it. Is it willing to help you in your spiritual self? Ask it for help. Ask. It's there for you. And if you want to, put these two up side by side, the new way, the old way, and watch as that new vision, that new picture, that new image that's alive now within you, absorbs and transforms that old way and creates something new. Watch that happen. Imagining they can just integrate together and create a new way, releasing. We're not getting rid of the old way. We're just upgrading it, upgrading it to your new spiritual self way. Notice what happens. And if they stay side by side, that's okay. If they come together and make a new picture, that's okay. Not a right or wrong here. Just allowing and aligning with this new way and then letting go. 
And let's breathe it in. I want you to breathe in these new feelings, the new thoughts. I want you to see how that feels in your body. Breathe it in all the way down into your toes, especially into that area where you felt the old stress pattern, into your tummy, into your heart. Breathing this peace, this love, this joy, this trust, whatever the new way is, all down into your body, breathing it in and out with that old, in with the new, out with the old, in with the new, and out with the old. And last but not least, this new way has some advice for you. It wants you to know something about the stress pattern. What does it want you to know? What do we want? What does this part want you to know about that stressor? What's a new perspective? And then take a mental note. Take a physical note. Take an emotional note on that. Thank that advice for coming. And then notice how you want it to help you. Give it some homework. How do you want it to help you this week? So you'll know that this part's in charge instead of that old way. Ask it to help you in some way this week. Like, I want to feel peaceful when this comes up, or I want to be able to shift towards peace quickly, or whatever that is for you. I want to be able to shift towards that trust and creativity instead of stress around this. Help me with that. Good. Setting your intention for this new way to be in charge. Thanking yourself, thanking your spiritual self. And as you feel ready, just gently and slowly coming back to our call. How you doing over there? (laughs) That was wonderful. Great, great. Very soothing. Mm, Good. Thank you for letting me. Can I tell you my images? I would love it. Please share. So the first one was stressful image was, um, it's just been, I've been overwhelmed. This is, we're recording this in the new year. So there's just been a bunch of things piled up with the new year, of course, and trying to (laughs) get things together and very stressful. So I just pictured like this gray and white, like stress, like yarn, like tied together, not like all bundled together. Like do you ever have a yarn before that gets all tangled? (laughs) Absolutely. That's perfect. (laughs) But ugly gray, Uh black ugly colors. And then the more peaceful image was like, I don't know why these birds kept coming to my mind. Oh, I love that. Birds of freedom. Yeah. Yes. But that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought about the, the birds were coming up and um, just flying that freedom. I saw myself just standing there with like my arms wide open oh. and just accepting. And the birds kind of, this is interesting, the birds kind of coming and unwinding. Oh, the knot. I, the knots and the, the stress. Love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Good work. I'm very cool. Oh, you did an amazing job. Well, you know, Einstein said imagination was more powerful than anything that we Yes. Than more powerful than our rational mind. So good work, my friend. That was awesome. 
<laughs> yes. Thank you. I love <laughs> That's it. my goal. I've been working it. on my intuition too and really tapping into that. Yeah. So. so what you've done is you've allowed yourself to connect to that creative collective yes. unconscious and let that help you. Good job. Wait. And that's available for everybody. It's available for everyone. Every time. Yes. Constriction and get back into that expansion. That's right. And I hope you're you as listeners were able to try that as well. I would love to hear your experience too. You can always uh, shoot me a line too at Chris at holistic counseling podcast.com. I love to hear it. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a powerful thing and to try with clients too. I think it's easy enough to learn oh, how to do that. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we want to connect with our capital S self, right? I mean, that's just like there. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. That was really And if people want to learn more fantastic. about that process, I have a longer one. That's the inner counselor is a more longer intensive version of that that, that gets to those really, really deep, deep, deep um, patterns and really shifts them in such a massive way. I mean, people feel a shift in their body. They feel a shift in their face. They feel a shift in their thinking. And it just creates so much ease. You know, when they research this work, they find a decrease in anxiety, depression, and an increase in self-actualization in three to six sessions. My goodness. Yeah. So it's as effective, if not more so, than EMDR even. So, Hmm. yeah. So, and EMDR is considered an energy psychology um, holistic approach. Did you know that? No. Well, I I figured with brain spot, if I do brain spotting, I figured that is too. Yeah. So, you know, these are all great techniques, but inner counselor is definitely my favorite. <laughs> and where was inner counselor? Was that something that you do? Yes, that's the te- that's the one I teach through uh, where I got my doctorate in spiritual psychology. Oh, and that's what okay. I do the retreat on in April. Um, I do- oh, okay. So tell us about the retreat. Yeah, yeah. So it's called How to Integrate Spirit and Soul into Your Practice. And I teach professionals like you to... Um, use the inner counselor process to really help people connect their mind, body, and spirit and align it with their spiritual self and overcome these deeper subconscious traps that they get stuck in so they can really step forward, like we've been talking about, into becoming and being like that, you know, that part of you that feels free and like the bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being that person more and more and more. And it's powerful when we can continue to just step into that part of ourselves. It really is. It changes everything. So that's what I teach for a two-day immersion in April coming up. And that's near Asheville, it's, North Carolina? You know, we're trying to decide because of all the variants of the COVID and the this and that. We're trying oh, to okay. online or in person. But the details are at soulbasepractice.com if anybody wants to look at that. I've got the details there for sure. Nice. Yeah. And is there any other links that you wanted to share so people can find you? Oh, yeah. So um, if if people are interested in getting an introduction to the inner counselors, like, you know, instead of coming to the retreat, they could, I have some pre-recorded webinars. Um, so if you want to go to my events page on drshannonsouth.com, there are some pre, there's a link to um, different trainings coming up. One, but there's a mind, body, spirit, psychotherapy training that your folks would be interested in. Ooh. Yeah. You got me interested yeah. too. <laughs> it's coming up in April before the retreat, and that would give people a taste of that. But there's also a pre recorded version of that. Um, if you click underneath the events page and then go to the link that says, um, I, I believe it's the very first events link. That it's underneath, there's a bunch of events lined up and then there's go here to sign up. It's underneath that, at the bottom of that page, there's a pre-recorded mind, body, spirit, psychotherapy webinar 
on that website. It's called Addiction Professionals, um, where you can get CEUs, and we have that recorded there. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's very low cost. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate you coming on the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Yeah. I'm so honored to be here. This was great. And I'm I'm really sure that uh, this is something that a lot of listeners are going to be interested in your practice. Super. And all your offerings. Aw, thank <laughs> you course. so much. Well, I'm just thrilled that we found each other. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I love to leave people with a quote. Are you, do you have time for a quote for me? Yep. Go ahead. Oh, it's, a, it's an Amanda Gorman quote. She's a poet who I just love. And she said, there is always light if we are only brave enough to see it, if we are only brave enough to be it. Lovely. Isn't that beautiful? Mic drop. Ah, boom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So let's be brave this year, right? Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Mm. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning in as well. And I invite you to come join my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you'll gain support, connection, and more resources on adding holistic practices personally and professionally. And don't forget to rate and review so I can continue to reach more holistic counselors. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time, take care. Thank you for listening and supporting the Holistic Counseling Podcast. If you are loving this podcast, please share with your colleagues so we can continue to grow our holistic community. Also, Are you ready to take the next step to create an integrative counseling practice? I invite you to sign up for my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to manifest your dream practice. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com, scroll down, and enter your name and email address today. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.